Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I just thank you, Father God, for waking us up this morning, Father God, that we can come together, Father, and just share your word, Father God. I, I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening. Oh, Lord God, I pray that you will speak to us through your word. Let it be you and not us, Father. And I thank you in advance, Father, for all, my Lord God, that you are doing in our lives, in our homes, in our families. Father, thank you for all your blessings. And thank you for this time, Father. And we ask so this in Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen. All right. All right, get ready for this. This is a emotional word this morning and my lovely Sandra is going to be reading. Good morning. I'm reading out of the NIV version uh, starting with Genesis 45 verse 1. <clears throat> then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants and he cried out, have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed. And do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there's been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will not be plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve you uh, a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to the Pharaoh, uh, Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son, your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and all you have. I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it's really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honor accorded me here, or excuse me, accorded me in Egypt and about everything you've seen and bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin embraced him weeping, and he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and his officials were pleased. 
Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, do this, load your animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. You are also directed to tell them, do this, take some carts from, from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings because the best of all Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. And Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded. And he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them, he gave new clothing. But to Benjamin, he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father. 10 donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away. And as they were leaving, he said to them, don't quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he's the ruler of all Egypt. Jo Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw their carts, Joseph had sent to carry him back the spirit of their father Jacob revived and Israel said I'm convinced my son Joseph is still alive and I will go see him before I die amen 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 all right wow what an emotional word you know and 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 and, and to and to think about you know now Joseph you know he's been in Egypt all this time you know and and now his brothers are before him and we have to remember what happened in the previous verse. In the previous verse, you know, Judah was trying to share with, with, with Joseph, you know, that, you know, to, and pleading for his younger brother, you know, to, to take his place, you know. So it, Joseph must have been full of emotions because here are his brothers, you know. It's been 22 years since he has seen his brothers, so time has passed. You know, and 13 of these years he was in prison, you know, seven of them was in the years of plenty, you know, and now we're two years into the famine, you know, and, and here, you know, it says, it says there in verse one, Joseph could not restrain himself from all those that stood by and he cried out, you know, everybody get out of here, you know, he threw everybody out except for his brothers because he was second in command. He was almost like Pharaoh. So he was taught in the ways of, of the customs, you know, so he couldn't do certain things in front of everybody. He, he had a place, he had a position, but yet again, he couldn't control himself. So he kicked everybody out. So he's there alone with, with his brothers. And he says that, you know, that, that, that he cried out, you know, in Egypt, you know, the, the house of Egypt, and everyone heard him. Everyone heard him because he couldn't take it no more. He couldn't take it no more. Here are his blood brothers before him, the ones who sold him into slavery. But yet Joseph is all torn apart. He's been testing his brothers all along to see where their hearts were at. And here, you know, in verse three, he says, and Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? So of course, in Joseph's heart, he's always was thinking about his father. But his brothers could not answer because his brother couldn't answer because they were in shock. 
They probably, they said, what the heck is going on here? First, this guy, you know, sends us away. Then we find the money. Then now, now he, we're before him again. He wants to keep our little brother, you know? So they were all confused and they, and they were in shock. And Joseph said to him in verse four, to his brothers, please come near to me. Because, you know, at that time, of course, they were Hebrews. They couldn't just approach him. You know, he was a man of royalty. He was a man of honor, you know, so they, they couldn't come near him. So he says, come near me. I am Joseph, your brother, who you sold to Egypt, who you sold. So, of course, they were shocked. Joseph was brokenhearted. His emotions were all over the place, you know, but he says to them, you know, instead of them comforting him, He's comforting his brothers at this moment. In verse, in verse 5, he says, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves. In other words, you know what you did. You know what you did. But don't be angry with yourself. He says, because you sold me here for God sent me here before you to preserve life. God sent me here to preserve life. You know, and the life that he was preserving at that moment was going to be theirs. That was going to be their lives that he was going to be preserving. But above all things, it was the life of others later on. It was the life, the life of all his family. He says, for this reason, you know, I had to go through all this. You know, for this reason, sometimes we're going through a lot of stuff. And sometimes we're saying, Lord, how long? And we don't understand what's going on. But you know, when God is in the middle of it, it's all for a reason. We may not understand it at the moment. And Joseph probably didn't understand it when he, when he went through all the stuff that he went through. But now, as he sees his own family right there, you know, he understands. He said, God sent me to preserve life. And in verse seven, he says, and God sent me before you to preserve the remnant, you know, to preserve the remnant on earth. In other words, to preserve the people that were there, the people of God, that he was later on was going to be a great nation for the promise was given that God will always preserve, you know. And he says in verse eight, again, he says, so now, it was not you who sent me. You see, it was not you. It, it wasn't because you sold me. It was because God has sent me here. And God made a way, you know, for me to be here, you know. And he says, yeah, and he says, send me. And he said, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh. Sent me to be a father to Pharaoh, you know, and, and, and Lord of all the house and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Very important to understand that three times here, three times it says, it was God who sent me. It was God who sent me. In other words, those were comforting words for the brothers because they sold him, you know, because they didn't want to kill them because they, they, they disliked Joseph back then. But then Joseph is saying three times, but God sent me here to preserve life. There was a reason before it. There was a reason that he was there. And in verse 9, and, and, and in verse 9, he's telling them, he says, hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of Egypt. In other words, he's trying to send them out. He's sending them back home. 
to, to you know, to, to, to talk to their father and to bring their father. And look at what it says in verse 10. Verse 10, it goes into a promise, into a promise. It says, you shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me. And not only were they going to be with him, they were going to be near him. You know, he didn't give them a place. He wasn't going to give them a place next town over, you know. He wanted them to be close to him because that's where his heart was at. And you and your children, your children's children, your flocks and all the earth, you know, that you have. I will give, he said, I'll give you the land, the best land. You know, and if we look at Genesis 47, 11, it says, it says there, and Joseph situated his father and his brother and gave them a possession of the land of Egypt, the best of the land, the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh has commanded. And the land of Ramsey, that, that was supposed to be the superb land. That's the top of the line. You know, that, that's like going to the uh, expensive uh, town in New Jersey. You know what I mean? A high-end place. You know, the best of the best of the best. He says, that's the land I'm giving you. You know, not just a piece of land, but the best of the best. You know, and, and, and it's wonderful that, that Joseph, throughout all this time, you know, he didn't have that anger against his brothers. You know, he didn't allow, you know, that, 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 that root of anger to, to be in him, you know, to be able to, to have that, you know, to hurt back. But he understood his position. He understood and he wanted to bless them. You know, a lot of times, you know, when, when somebody hurts us, it's most likely because they're hurting themselves because they're going through stuff themselves. And we may not understand that. And that's why we need to be careful what we say, how we say it, and when we say it, timing is everything. And sometimes we need to pull back and hold off and say, Lord, help me, rationalize it, think about it, pray about it, get your thoughts together, make yourself some personal notes, <laughs> you know, and, and, and what, what, what you're gonna say, and then speak, you know? And then speak because sometimes we don't know what's happening on these other people's life. And Joseph here, you know, he starts, starts off, you know, you know, I'm your, I'm your brother. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you. I want you to live near me. So he was pouring out his heart. And he says then in verse 11, there I will provide for you, least of you and your household, all that you have come. You know what I mean? So he says, come, because the famine is still going to be here, but I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to take care of you. So not only is he going to provide the land, he's going to provide everything else that they need. He doesn't say they got to have to work. He said, I'm providing. You say, and behold, in verse 12, your eyes and the eyes of your brother, Benjamin, see that it is my mouth that is speaking, that it is me. Because at this moment, you know, they were still in shock. At this moment, they, really, they, they didn't all understood that he was really Joseph. He was explaining, and partly they were thinking, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. That's my brother, you know? And he says there in verse 13, so you shall tell my father of all my glory here in Egypt, that what you have seen, and you shall hurry and bring him here, you know? So again, he's saying, talking about his father, his father. You know, at this moment, you know, Joseph is so full of this emotion. He's just seeing 
his brothers, and he's sharing his heart, you know, he's, he's pouring out his heart before them, you know, and he says there in 14, then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept with him, wept with him. Wow, you know, that must have been a moment that he held his brother, that he actually physically held his younger brother, you know, and, and he embraced him. And, and, and for his, a man in his position, he should, he's not supposed to do that. He was like Pharaoh, but yet he humbled himself. You know, sometimes when we humble ourselves, it's not that we're belittling ourselves. It's not that we, we're putting ourselves down. It's because we're being like Christ. We're being like Christ because Christ humbled himself that he died for you and I. You know, he humbled himself and he kissed him, you know, and, and, and I bet you when his brother saw this happening and they, and they probably their hearts were broken at that moment, they probably thought, yeah, this really has got to be my brother. You know, it's really got to be our brother. And it says in 15, moreover, he kissed all his brothers, all his brothers, not just a few, not just Benjamin, but he kissed all his brothers. You know, scripture says to receive your brother with a, with, with a kiss. You know what I mean? And, and, and I do that. I do that a lot. And sometimes people can look at me like I'm crazy. You know what I mean? But I love greeting my brothers. And that's not just my brothers, but my, my brothers in Christ, my brothers, you know, and, and I, with, a, with, a, with a brotherly kiss, you know, and because that just breaks down the barriers. You know, it says here that he kissed his brothers and they wept and they talked. Oh, God, that must have been a, such a reunion. That must have been such a blessing to be there and see them embrace him. And, and all, the, all the wounds, all the hurts, all the pains, all the stuff from the past, all that just came crumbling down. Because, you know, love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of sin. You know, and he was able to let go. He was able to forgive. They were able to let go. They could, they probably had this guilt on their backs for the last 22 years, you know, that they have, they will, uh, this has happened to Joseph. So they probably had that guilt. But here they gave them a time that they can just talk. Because he said they talked. They must have been talking family history. They must have been talking what you've been doing, what's been going on. But they talk. And now look what happens. Pharaoh at this moment. He says there in 16, and now the report uh, of it, you know, it, it was heard in, in Pharaoh's heart, in Pharaoh's heart at the house. And, and they said, Joseph's brothers are here. And what does Pharaoh does? He rejoices. He's pleased with the information. And that tells you where Pharaoh's heart was with Joseph, that he believed in Joseph, that he trusted in Joseph, you know, and, and, and he was glad about it. And, he, and Pharaoh says in verse 17, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, say to your brothers, do this, load your animals and depart and go back to your land. Bring your father and we will give him the best of the land of Egypt and they will eat the fat of the land. In other words, go get your father, go get them, go get your family, every single one of them. So Pharaoh in verse 19 commands this commands this and it says do this take uh, take carts from the land of Egypt for the little ones and for your wives and for your fathers to come so, so look what Pharaoh is doing he's providing them with Cadillacs 
BMWs, whatever you want to call it, you know, beautiful carts that will bring the family back because they were coming into Egypt in style. They were coming into Egypt in comfort. And, and, and that, that is what the Lord does for us, you know, because the Lord wants to bless us. The Lord wants to, uh, to give us the best, you know, and he says, you know, you've been through a lot and here. So Pharaoh was just pouring it out on them. And verse 20 says, also do not concern about your goods for the best of all the Egypt is yours. Again, confirming what Joseph was telling his brothers earlier, you know, he sent, provided the carts for transportation for all his family members, those that are the young and the old so that they can come back in, in, in comfort. You know, so he was providing all this. And he says there in 21, and the sons of Israel did so. And they gave them carts according to the command of Pharaoh. And provision, you know, so he said provision. So he, they're not only giving them the best of the land, they gave them carts and they gave them provisions for their journey. So they will not be lacking nothing, that they would not be lacking nothing. And it says here also, look, in, in 22, and he gave all of them to each of them a change of clothes. So he even provided for them clothing. For Benjamin, he gave them 300 pieces of silver and five change of clothes because Benjamin was his, his, his younger brother and he loved them so much. So he gave them that. And he sent them to his father, you know, also gave them 10 donkeys loaded with grain from Egypt, you know, and, and bread and food. So he provided every single thing that they would need. Wow, what a blessing. What a time of reunion they had. And what a blessing that in return that, you know, that even Pharaoh provided for them. And it says there, you know, in verse 21, so he sent his brothers away and they departed. And he said to them that you do not become trouble along the way. In other words, do not walk in fear, you know, do not get into quarrels, you know, you know, but just go and do what you need to do and bring my father back, you know, because he's providing everything that they need, you know, and he says so on that they went out of Egypt to their father. You know, and in verse 26, it says, as they, as they told the saints that Joseph is alive and that he is the governor for the end of Egypt, it says that Jacob's heart stood still. In other words, Jacob was shocked. He said, what? He probably didn't believe what he was hearing, that his, that his son was alive, you know. And they went on and they explained to him all the words, you know, that Joseph spoke. But when, you know, but also when he saw the carts, that must have thrown him out because he, they come with all these carts and they must have been beautiful carts, you know, the, uh, designed by the Egyptians, you know, to bring them back in comfort. And he believed, you know, and it says that his, you know, that his spirit was revived at that moment, you know, that his spirit was alive. And Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is alive, and, and I will see him before I die. You know, what an experience that was, you know, that his sons all came back, and they're saying, Joseph is alive, and now he believed, and now he has seen with his own eyes 
the blessings that they have come back home with. Incredible blessing. But you know, it's so beautiful to see how God can take a, a bad situation and just turn it around. There's nothing that we can go through that God cannot turn around. Even though sometimes it seems impossible, but for God, there's nothing impossible. God will always make a way for us, just like he made a way for Joseph. Even though Joseph was in prison, even though Joseph went through all that negative stuff, even though Joseph was betrayed. But I, you know, haven't all of us have gone through stuff like that? You know, have, haven't we all been judged at one time or another? Having somebody say something negative about you at one time or another? Haven't injustice happened to us also? But hasn't the Lord always provided for us also? Hasn't his blessing been upon us, his comfort, his peace, and his joy? As long as we keep our focus just on the Lord, just like Joseph did. Because throughout all that time, he just wanted to get out of prison. He just wanted the Lord to make a way for him to get out of prison because he knew that was injustice. But yet he was learning. Wait on the Lord. He was, he was learning to hold on to the Lord because yet when he met his brothers, that he could have been angry with them. The only thing that put out of Joseph was love, was compassion, was concern, you know, and that's, and, and that's the way that we're supposed to be doing it. You know, is, you know, Joe, he says that Jacob's heart was, you know, stood still with the news, you know, but then he believed that his son was alive. God is so good, and God will always make a way, even in impossible situations. My brothers and my sisters, you know, whatever you're going through, trust in the Lord. Lead not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Even when you're brokenhearted, even though when you're going through uh, hard situations. And I remember, and I'm going to close with this back Back in the day when I had some hair on my head, I, I used to have black solid hair and I used to do a DA like back in the day, you know, I look like Fonzie, you know, in happy days, you know, push my hair back, you know, and, 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 and I was young. And I, but I came from, 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 a, from a broken home and I came, you know, for that my parents, you know, they, they got divorced and, and, and I didn't see my dad for a long period of time. You know, and, and, and I had a burden. I had a burden that I had to see my dad. I had to, to reach out to him because he wasn't reaching out to me. And I, and, and I found out, you know, and back then, this, this is what I could, I was in the ninth grade, you know, and, and, I, and, and I started to get some information and, and some research, found out where he was at. And I was living in New Jersey. He was living in New York. And, 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 I, and I got a number and I ended up calling this number and I say, this is your son, you know? And I say, this is your son. And I say, and, 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 and I need to see you if you wanna have a relationship with me, you know? And, and I took a chance, I took a chance. I didn't know how, which way it was gonna go. I didn't know it was gonna be a positive or a negative. And he said, yeah, I would like to see you, you know? And I remember, you know, because I was working a part-time job 12 hours a week because I was still in high school. I was only making a couple of pennies an hour, but I saved my money, you know, and I got on a bus and I went to New York City and I went to the, to the Port Authority in New York. And that's where my, 
my dad was going to be there to, to meet me and I saw him and you know what and I can and I can relate to what his brothers uh, and Joseph felt here you know when they got to see each other because I was able to see my dad after so many years that I didn't see him because of the divorce you know I was able to see him and I was able to rekindle a relationship with my father and that was an awesome time for me. But you know what? But that was an awesome time because why? Because me as a young man, I was seeking God and I prayed to God and I said, Lord, I need to see my dad. I need to have this relationship with him. And the Lord made a way. The Lord made a way. He moved mountains, you know, that I was able to see my dad. And, you know, and to top it off, I was there, you know, until my dad passed away. And guess what? And I did the ceremony at the, at the funeral, you know, and I spoke that day at the funeral about my dad, you know, and, and my dad, you know, the Lord reunited us and my heart was healed with my dad, you know, so God can do the impossible. God can do the impossible. There's nothing that he cannot do. If we just trust in him, hold on to his promises and allow him to be God, and you just be yourself, just trust in him, surrender it to him, you know, and he will make a way, he made a way for Joseph, he made a way for Israel, you know, Israel, that red men, a people that were going to be saved from generation, that promise is, has been fulfilled, because today, we are part of that, the promise of Abraham, the promise of Isaac, and the promise of Jacob, how wonderful that we can receive that blessing even today after so much time has passed. Nothing is impossible if you believe. Nothing is impossible if you trust God. So hold on to what God has given you. Hold on to his word. You know, learn from what this chapter here tells you and how, and how reconciliation and healing and restoration of the family unit, you know, you know, it, Society wants to wants to say that there's no, no 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 result to the situation. There's no way out. You can never get it again. But God is saying all things are possible if you believe. I can heal and I can restore. And God is on the move. So my brothers and sisters, whatever you're going through today, surrender it to God. Hold on to His promises because He's making a way. And I know that you know. In the church body, there's a lot of hurt going on. In the church body, there's a lot of homes being affected, a lot of marriages being affected. But we cannot quit. We got to continue to fight. We got to continue to hold on to God's promises and speak life into the situation. Speak life over your home. Speak life over your children, even though they might not be respecting you. Speak life into them. Declare them whole in the name of Jesus. Calling those things that are not there like they're already there, according to the book of Hebrews 11. Believe, speak life into the situation. And I and I would declare and decree that the homes will come around, that the marriages will be restored, that the children will come back, that there will be healing in the homes and in the families, Father. I just declare your word over them, Father God, your promises, Father, that what you started, you're going to finish it, Father God, because the, the devil is a liar, Father, and you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, Father God, so I speak life over my brothers and sisters. I speak hope, I speak comfort, I speak mercy, Father God, and I thank you because you are the God of turnaround, Father. You are the God of turnaround, that you can turn things around, Father God, and you will bring life 
you will bring life, Father God. So I pray for blessings upon their homes and upon their marriages and upon their children, upon their families. Oh, Lord God, and I just thank you for what you're going to do, just like you did for Joseph, Father God, just like you, you blessed him, Father God. Even in prison, you blessed him, Father. When he came out of prison, you blessed him, and you blessed him with his family back, Father. So I pray, oh, Lord God, that you will bless your children, that you will bless every single home represented here, Father God, every single marriage represented here, every single family, oh, Lord God, that your blessing will be overflowing. And I thank you, Father, and I thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Well, my brothers and sisters, have a blessed week. As always, keep your focus, keep your focus, keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Never stop thanking God. 